Hello and welcome to this week's Recovery with Krina. Oh no, Positive Recovery with Krina. Being made for www.sabertownpodcast.com where you can find lots of amazing podcasts and stories and loads and loads of different resources as well. So pop over and check out sabertownpodcast.com. It really is your one-stop sobriety shop. So it's Thursday and it's time for my positive recovery with Krina to come out. And I haven't even got it over to Drifty yet because I just really didn't know what to speak about this week, to be honest. Um, and I've woke up this morning feeling a little bit blah. And uh, But that's okay. The positive in that, that it's okay. It's okay to feel how we feel. So I was just thinking perhaps maybe I'll just sit here and ramble for 10 minutes or so about my last fortnight in which I had 10 quite particularly difficult days. Um, and I've had some cravings. I hit 15 months on Friday. Um, but I have had a couple of quite intense moments of cravings. And I had to use my trick of playing it forwards because that's what I do and that works is what works for me. Now, as some of you know, my partner, Andy, has um, leukaemia and he has been on chemotherapy. And um, Wednesday before last, we went to see his consultant who was very happy with everything. And we were looking at one more infusion, which was last Monday. We were looking at seeing him again in a month and then going every three months to see him just for medication, chemo medication and bloods. And it was like, yay, we've got some freedom. We can go out on three month tours and that comes spring. Um, and as we drove away from the hospital, he said, I've got a sore throat. And I'm like, oh no, because that is the first sign of um, your neutrophils being low. And your neutrophils are white cells in our blood, which um, fight off infection. And you can get a condition with chemo medication and other medications, some mental health medications such as clozapine, um, called neutropenia which just knocks out your white blood cells. And when you've got none, it can be really dangerous. So as that night we got home and the hospital rang to say, you've got neutropenia, you need to stop all your medication. And you need to come back to Bart's tomorrow, which is a long old trip, three hours in the car there, three hours back. Um, couldn't go on train because obviously he's got his neutrophils are low, so it's too risky. And you need to come pick up these injections. So on the Thursday, I just said to him, it's ridiculous. You can't go all the way to Bart's. He was knackered. I was knackered. We weren't up to driving all that way. So I text his chemo nurse and she arranged to get them couriered to us. And I did quite lots of phone calls that day. And obviously he was quite anxious and he was quite, um, yeah, agitated and quite scared, I guess. But to be honest, he was being a bit of a git and I wasn't getting any thanks and I was getting more and more drained. Um, luckily from the I Am Sober app where there is a great community there of supporters and from there we've developed lots of um, groups on Telegram and I was able to go in and just talk to my Sober family about it all because I really wanted to drink. I really started visualising a nice ice cold glass of wine and I wanted that wine but I knew I wasn't going to have it because I play it forwards quite quickly now in the as tempting as that white wine might be, it wouldn't just be one glass. It would be another glass. It would be a bottle. I'd be in a right old state. I'd be feeling ill. I'd be hungover. I'd be going, my garrot hit him. I, my patients would completely go. 
So I stayed. Um, I needed to go with my gut. I was sober enough to listen to my gut that I needed to stay. So I stayed sober, but still struggled a bit with my emotions. Um, so much so that the next morning I was crying and wanting to pack and go home. And, uh, but that was better than drinking. So that was okay. It was perfectly fine. But then in packing to go home, I knew that if I went home, I would just be worried the whole time about him possibly going into sepsis and dying. So I kind of said to him that really what I wanted to do was just stay, keep ourselves safe, hunker down and watch TV. And um, that's what we came to the agreement to do. In so doing, the next day was Saturday. Now, the old me on a Saturday would have just been drinking from as early as I could. And especially with him being moody, well, not moody, being ill, being really ill, bless him. Um, I would have just drunk through to oblivion. And luckily, I was sober enough that at 3pm that afternoon, I could see that he was going into sepsis. And I wasn't arguing with him anymore. I was like, get your ass in the car. It isn't up for negotiation. We are going to the hospital now. I was sober enough to be able to drive the car because I hadn't had any drink. I was able to march to the front of the queue and show up my his sepsis card and get him into hospital and hats off to the hospital at Brumfield at Essex within 20 minutes. They had him in um, with IV antibiotics and he was admitted subsequently for four or five days. He had no neutrophils, zero neutrophils. He is um, a sepsis survivor. Uh, all because I was sober and I listened to my gut and I listened to my instinct. I was present. I was aware. So that just enforced the sobriety journey even more for me. Also, what I was able to do was I was able to reflect on that time, um, you know, the previous few days and kind of realised that we had been dealing with little Karina and little Andy. We were both scared. We were both in a place of darkness. We were both anxious. We didn't know what was going to happen. Um, the worst did happen, but unfortunately the very worst didn't happen because I was sober. And that I think the universe for every day and myself and my I am sober buddies and my telegram buddies and the Sobertown buddies, um, because that's what keeps you going. You really have to have a community. You really have to have a let out. You have to have an out to help. Anyway, I was able to visit him um, on the Monday and Tuesday and only for an hour a day because of COVID rules. And on the Wednesday, on the Tuesday, I came home and made arrangements for other people to visit him. And on the Thursday, um, I was looking forward to the bonfire night that we'd arranged to go to with myself and Jack and my grandson, Arthur and Andy. And bonfire night is my most favourite night of the year. And my husband, ex-husband, um, didn't like bonfire nights. So for seven years, we, we never went. And last year, I'd been so excited to go to bonfire night with Andy because it's something we used to do in the, in the good old days when we were together previously. 
And we loved Bonfire Night, but obviously it was all cancelled last year because of COVID. So this year I'd really been looking forward to it. And the universe again, though, had obviously contrived that it wasn't to be and I wasn't going to be with Andy. But I was OK with that. It's, you know, his health was more important and that was OK. I was still going with my son and with my grandson. But I had this craving on Thursday, or, or not craving, but I was fantasising, I was romanticising mulled wine. Because that's what I used to have at Bonfire Night, was mulled wine. Again, spoke out on IAS, spoke out on my groups, got some feedback, got some alternatives of things that I could do. Because I couldn't really have a hot chocolate instead because I'm lactose intolerant. But it was like, take a flask of your own milk hot chocolate. And I also got a recipe from uh, a lovely friend on mould apple. Um, and I didn't actually get the stuff because I went into the supermarket and I couldn't get the cloves for that because I don't know about you guys, but our supermarket shelves are getting a bit bare again right now. Uh, I think because of the lack of lorry drivers. Um, so I couldn't get any cloves. I had to order them from my favourite sort of online store, Amazon. And uh, I, I planned, I planned that night. Now, as it happens, I didn't get all the equipment for my plans to come to fruition for that night. But do you know what? We went to the bonfire night and once I was there, I didn't even think about it because I'd reached out, I'd spoken to people, I'd got alternatives that I could have if I really wanted, but actually I didn't need them. So I think what I want to say today is that we need to plan, we need to prepare, and we need to play it forwards because that really does help. I didn't plan and prayer, prepare my sobriety and I know a lot of people don't and they kind of white knuckle it in the beginning. But I think to keep the sobriety going, we have to work it and have an out, plan, prepare and play it forwards all the time. I, and I realise why I'm feeling a bit blah today. It's because I'm off to see my godfather, my uncle David. Um, and I haven't seen him for, well, since Auntie Margaret's funeral um, back in February, March time, I think it was. Yeah, March time. And we're now in November. Um, and it's been on the cards that I was going to catch up, go and catch up with him. But because he's been poor, we've not been able to till now. So I'm really looking forward to it in a way. But I'm going to his house and my Auntie Margaret isn't going to be there. And he also really wants me to go through her clothes to see if there's anything that I would like. And it's kind of bittersweet, really. Um, I feel that I want to go for him and that I want to go and see if there is anything. But I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about it when I get there. Now, the old me would have ensured that I had somebody to drive me. I would have had a couple of glasses of wine by now, even though it is 20 past 10 in the morning. I would most definitely have had a drink to get some Dutch courage to get me there. Someone would have driven and waited for me outside and then I would have been pressured about time limits. But no, today I can just acknowledge why I'm feeling a bit apprehensive. And it's okay because it's a real reason to feel anxious and apprehensive. Um, there really is, you know, I, I, I don't need to beat myself up. I don't need to numb. I just need to feel it. And in fact, what I've done is I've got up, I've had a shower, I've had some breakfast and I've continued painting my stained glass window um, in my kitchen, which is something that I'd kind of been put on the back burner for a couple of months. I've just kind of left it there and sort of lost the enthusiasm. 
But so I've restarted that and that will be hopefully finished then. In fact, it will be finished by this weekend because that's the goal I'm setting myself. So feel the feels, people. It's OK. We don't need to numb. We just need to plan. We need to prepare and we need to play it forwards. Have a great day and I'll see you again next week. Bye for now.